Good day and welcome to another edition of Cracking the Code. Again, my name is Ryan Skinner and I've got a really good friend of mine here today. I'm very excited. I had to torture her to get her on here. Christina. <laughs> welcome, Christina. Thank you. Um, you know, Christina is one of those people that she comes into your life. You, you just got to love her right away. I don't know anybody. I was just talking to my buddy Chuck Barté. He's like, he's like, I just love that girl. I'm like, I know everybody does. Um, now, I didn't know her in her former life. Um, Christina and I know each other because we're both in recovery. And what I want to invite her on for is she's a nurse, but there are a lot of nurses, right? But she's also a death doula. And um, am I saying that right? Am I saying Yes. And I think doula. that, um, honestly, like, I don't want to get emotional, but I really, you know, helping people transition into the next phase, helping their families, it never really meant much. And then it got personal with me because one of my best friends, she she was the death doula. And, um, and it's kind of funny because we didn't even know that she was, it was just a long connection. Obviously, a lot of this is an anonymity, but it meant a lot to me and it gave me a piece, a piece that I, I wasn't having around this person passing. And then, then I said, geez, you know, I have so many clients. I have 362 clients, all of which are gonna die sooner than later, you know, cause we're all getting older. Mm -hmm. And um, what a valuable tool. Um, so Christina, give me a little idea of, first of all, what led you to be wanting to get into this? Yeah, so, um I went to nursing school. I did a rotation at a local hospice house and um, kind of had just a transformative experience there. Um, there was something going on with a patient that, you know, all the nurses and staff at the hospice house, it was just a really one of those amazing experiences. I mean, it, it can always be powerful, but sometimes there's these things that happen that just kind of like defy um, physical limits and we had something like that happen and I went back home that day and just kind of felt you know I have the journal entry from that night and I described it like I'm feeling you know called to to this work but feeling like it's not time yet so um I went out in the field and worked in other areas I worked in eating disorders and um you know we treated a lot of substance abuse and exercise addiction in that field as well I did that for years and um, and then in 2018, my brother died suddenly and that kind of led me to, you know, a spiritual awakening, I guess, and um, also led me into recovery um, and to make a lot of changes in my life. And that's and so I started working as a hospice nurse uh, locally and, uh, you know, we kind of see there's a lot of gaps at end of life care. Um, you know, as the hospice nurse, you only have so much time with each patient. Um, and there's just a lot of, a lot more support needed. So the death doula or end of life doula is kind of a newer, uh, profession that's come into play. You know, there's birth doulas and people who yeah, help heard people come before. into the world. And <clears throat> this is, you know, similar in that you just kind of guide the family and the patient through whatever they need. So death doulas can specialize in different areas of end of life care. Um, I'm still kind of finding my niche as to where that will be for me. So it's funny because um, there was a phase in my life where I was so sure about God that I could drop it like a like gravity. I was that sure. Then there was a phase where I was trying to pretend I was, but I had more doubts than I believed. And um, and then there was a phase I, and probably that phase I probably really didn't even believe. I was just checking the boxes, pretending to believe just in case it was something. And then as of recent, I managed to kind of get a connection going again, which is pretty amazing. And um, I have to say, like, there's this guy, Rob, who's guided me on some Zoomies, doing some coaching with my business stuff. And him and you, and there were a few people that gave me these God shots and explained their God shots, Billy J, that enabled, that opened that door, that portal. And now, like, I would have never thought, I'd be like, at the end of life, what the, what the hell are you doing? Like, we yeah. die, we all die. <laughs> then I realized there is something else. And 
what a blessing. Like we want to, when kids are being born, we want to welcome them to this world with love. It's, oftentimes people die and it's almost a cool thing because family suffering is so sad. Right. Nobody sees the beauty of like, hey, there's something else. Right. And um, when you shared that with me, uh, I'll be honest, Christina, like I hadn't even known you that long. And at one point, like God, like I get these God shots. I'm very intuitive, especially I didn't even do a business. And I was like, you got to start your own business doing this. You were like, yeah. you're like, well, I thought about it. Like, no, you have to. And I, because I knew there is such a need mm-hmm. and you're probably one of the least money driven people I've ever met. Like you're one of the most authentic, kind people I've honestly come across. And I thought to myself, like, this is the perfect person to help people because the families, it's scary. It's hard. You lose somebody you love. Right. person dying, who the hell, I mean, it's scary. I remember when in my 20s when I had cancer, I was like, well, this isn't good. You know what I mean? Um, and now it's like, I get to know somebody who does that. And I literally have been talking about it to clients left to right because I think, and I want to have you on to do a thing for my clients, just do like a five yeah. minute video or something. Yeah. Maybe we'll put some clips on this and my insight out to my clients. Because I think um, we all die and, and to have somebody kind of make it, who understands it. Right. Because it's, it's an art right. in a weird way. Um, it's something I don't understand. I would not be good at. I'd be like, hey, yeah, stop. It's okay. You'll be fine. Uh, don't cry. Yeah, yeah. You know, I don't, when people cry, sometimes I pet them. I don't know how to act. Yeah. But to have that ability, like when you first told me you were involved in hospice, I'm like, I'll be honest. I kind of thought, oh, she's insane because who the hell wants to deal with this? And there's never <laughs> anybody so smiling. Weird. Nobody comes in like, hey, this is great. <laughs> um, but then I realized like you're just that kind of person. And then I see you with your son and it's like, you know, I just got to know you as like, you're just a good, caring person. And, uh, that's a gift. And I was going to bring up the name of your brother and I was nervous too. So I'm glad you did. Yeah. Um, yeah. Um, because you love your brother and you honor him by, by paying it forward. Right. And, and I see how you get, like, if you see one of his friends in the halls or something, you, you light up cause you're happy. And, yeah. And I'll tell you, like, there's a, somebody once told me, well, some people live, die so some people can live. And I thought it was like a harsh thing. Mm. And what the guy said, no, what I mean is you can't control if somebody passes, but you can control if you learn and change your life and maybe you can make, and boy, you made a lot of positives out of that. I mean, you're a fucking tremendous mother. You started a business just trying to care about people. We, I talked to you about the financial stuff because I'm trying to help you, like give you some advice and you just don't seem to care. You're like, oh no, I just want to help people. That's amazing. Yeah. You you, you work at a nursing at a place where you could go make, well, like you, you're literally one of those people who's just trying to make a difference. And I think that's why God's rewarding your life is getting you. Maybe you don't see it, but if somebody got to see it on the outside in, I watched the first time you went to a meeting. And I watched Jake was a little fidgety mm-hmm. and you were going to leave. Mm-hmm. And I watched a guy, I want to get up and say something, but then I thought maybe it seems inappropriate. I'll seem like a creep. And then this other guy got up and said, Hey, no, you don't leave. We'll take care. We'll help pass him around. And then I got to watch somebody do what you've done. And I got to witness like, you know, your anniversaries and, and, uh, and it's a beautiful thing. Thank you. It really yeah, it is. is. And it's it not is. just about you. You, that, that little boy is blessed. He's the best. <laughs> but he's blessed to have yeah. who you are today. Yeah. And that kid, think of his life now. Like, that's a different trajectory than where. And he, he'll never know. He's just going to be blessed with this beautiful life. You yeah. know, and that's. Yeah. And then he's going to grow up around seeing you bless other people with what you're doing, not just in the recovery world, but helping people with this dual stuff. He's going to learn that it's important to be there for other people. Right. And that's, you, kids don't know what you say, but they watch what you do. Yeah. And and so let me ask you, um, I think it's important we mention that you, you, you've got your business doing it because I think a lot of people, God, there's nothing I would say, and you're, you're cheap, you don't charge a lot, you're cheap, like you're not somebody who's out to make a bundle, but even if it was expensive, there's not many things I would spend a lot more. I think about well, people spend $10,000 on caskets and burying people, spending on this. What a gift if you spent a couple of bucks making their transition pleasant and beautiful. Yeah, and hopefully it's something that, you know, birth doulas are now covered by a lot of insurance. <clears throat> are and, they really? You know, hopefully that's something that as like, 
you know, I think we're in the midst of a death positive movement. And <clears throat> as there's more awareness and more talk and kind of like shifting the uh, people are so afraid to talk about death. Yeah. Like even that word, even in the medical community, you know, doctors and nurses are afraid to even say that even when it's happening. You know, we see that all the time. We see patients come in from the hospital and, So they know, are afraid to say it, huh? A, a lot, you know, hospice is like a different, that's a different breed. But I think in the, in the general medical community, you know, there's still a lot of fear. There's still a lot of taboo around that topic. And, um, you know, it happens. It's one of the only birth and death are the only two universal experiences that every person will go through. So, and taxes. you know, but we're so <laughs> and taxes. Yeah. But we're so afraid to, you know, talk about the latter. Um, so one of the things I'm doing with another uh, end of life doula who also works at the hospice house with me is we've started these death cafes, which is uh, not a new concept. It was started in the UK and they're all over the world now. But it's basically we just host uh, a couple of hours where people come and talk about whatever they want around death or mortality. Um, so we're, we have our second one this Sunday. Oh, so, so yeah. So now you gotta make sure. Okay. Yeah. I'm so 100% there. Cause I'd like to say, unless it makes you uncomfortable. No, no, it's fine. I won't ask any stupid questions. Cause frankly, I'm afraid to mention the death stuff. It scares the shit out of me. Maybe because yeah. I was a drug actor used to overdose on heroin as a normal thing. So now I'm always just afraid of like dying and leave my kid behind and leaving her screwed up. It might die. Something my daughter, as you know, she's in the hospital right now. Yeah. Um, anything like that just scares me. And there's, I get very little comfort. My buddy Tommy, who didn't really believe in God, he was a big business guy. He sold the company to CMGI, 26 million, and a rock star business guy. And then when he got sober, he goes, I don't give a shit about business. He stopped doing any business whatsoever. He talked about God as an essence, which I love, like it's I love a spiritual energy. Mm -hmm. As he died, I still have his last voicemail saved. He was so busy taking care of making sure us close friends were okay about it. And he had such a peace around him. When he died, I didn't even, I had to go, I was at Paul Barrett's funeral then, I went to the heat, with the mic was just on, I went to the heat conference after, I was the guest speaker at the heroin conference for the state, right after, and um, it was just such a beautiful thing. So to think that other people could do that, you could consistently do that, I mean, it's a beautiful thing. I mean, yeah. it's amazing for me to hear, and um, so I'm really excited to see it, um, but I still have so much fear around the death word. So I when you said that- I think that makes sense, you know, and we, but we see the difference when we have families that are, a little bit more um, accepting of what's going on or have more education or whatever it is, it's a whole different experience. You know, we have a is lot of really? people come into the hospice house and, you know, we're not even allowed to, to say the word hospice to the patient or, you know, what they don't, do they don't yeah. want the loved one to know that they're on hospice care. And, you know, people know when they're dying. It's not a secret to anybody. You were saying so. that, like they, they wait to say bye to people and stuff. Uh, yeah, absolutely. They wait to say goodbye to people. You know, there's some there seems to be some sort of control over the timing. Often um, we've had, you know, I remember one patient who his son was flying in from California and this person was actively dying for days, you know, hadn't had food for weeks, hadn't had water even for days. And, um, you know, by all accounts should have, should have already died and waited. His son's flight was delayed. It was during COVID. So the, uh, airlines had a bunch of issues and he waited until his son got there, said goodbye. And then the son went out to get a cup of coffee and he, and he passed right right after. That's insane. So things like that happen all the time. You know? Can I ask you a question? You mentioned something I know you've talked about before. What the hell is actively dying? Does it just mean you're sick or does it mean? It, it means, you know, hours to a couple of days before death. So kind of, you know, and it can look, there's things that happen, changes in breathing. Um, sometimes there's congestion. You know, the person's in a uh, non-responsive state. Um, so, 
you know, that's that's towards the very end, and that's just a term that we use. And okay, I just didn't know what it yeah, meant. So, yeah, or um, transitioning. Sometimes people will say, say transitioning. I like the thought of transitioning because it makes it sound like there's somewhere you're going to. Yeah, I like that word. Other than just being cooked. I mean, yeah. I told them cremate me, but give me five days first so you're sure I'm dead. Yeah, uh, you know, yeah. yeah and the transitioning part kind of happens before, and, you know, different things happen during that um, where the person's often still awake and might be somewhat responsive. Um Sometimes there's some agitation, terminal agitation that happens where, you know, somebody who, um, for example, has a broken back will all of a sudden be trying to get out of bed or just all these, you know, all these things happen at the end of life that uh, just can't really be explained physically, but that we see. You see them. We see them. You see them enough to know. Yep. Obviously, because yep. the conviction you have when you're explaining it, that's why I was like, you got to go into business doing this because, yeah. I mean, I just see with all my clients. I, one of my clients will say, Josie, right? Her husband took care of everything. And for years, for a year he was dying. And we all knew he was dying. I was mm -hmm. talking to her daughter today. We all, it was so clear, but she just didn't want to accept it. She kept thinking, I don't know what she thought was going to happen. And if she had had somebody sit with her on the process and let her know, like he's going, and they, they were hardcore Catholics. Like they believed in God. Right. But if she had somebody explain to her, and explain to her, okay, now we get, you get ready to pay your bills because she had never paid a bill. And, and yeah. just kind of get into her daughter. And I do a lot of this stuff now, but. I think it's a, it can be a beautiful thing. Nobody wants to die, right? And you don't right. want people you love to die. But then if you've got a friend or a family member who's really sick and suffering, at some point, if you believe there's somewhere else you're going and you can have somebody guide you into it, you'd probably do let them go a little easier. Yeah. And I think people wouldn't have to fight so hard. Right. And it makes it easier all around. You know, one of the roles of a doula can just be sort of getting all those affairs in order, you know, and, and that takes a lot of the... You know, one of the harder things when my brother died since it was sudden and unexpected is, you know, what did he what did he want? You know, what did he did he want to be buried or cremated or, you know, what would he wanted? And if somebody knows that they're dying or is, you know, older and maybe not even close to dying yet, but just kind of to get all that in order can really help the loved ones. It takes that whole aspect out of, you know, um, grieving and then you can really just be present yeah. for for the part of it that can be beautiful. And, you know, it can take a lot of tension out of the mix for family too, if there's, you know, family mm -hmm. fighting over things. And um, so that's one role for the for the doula. And, you know, as hospice workers, we see it, we see doulas more and more now. Um, one example I like to use, we had a patient who had Parkinson's and with that he had pretty bad dementia um, and was not always nice to the staff, but it wasn't who he was. It was just a part of his disease. But uh, the doula had helped with the legacy project that had a lot of amazing, you know, he had he had been really influential in the community and helped children and families. And there were just hundreds of letters from children and families in scrapbooks. And so we were able to kind of like in our downtime look through some of that and realize who he was before we knew him. That's really cool. Which helps because there's such a high um, percentage of burnout in well, oh, yeah, somebody's an asshole anyway. to you. You're not going to be like, hey, can I take your yeah, and change your bed Yeah, he would say crazy yet? stuff to us, you know. And I mean, it was just sometimes like it would... Like mucks at the meeting? <laughs> yeah. yeah, sort of like that. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think that's awesome. I do. I think it's incredible. Um, where, where was I going to go with this? I had something I really want to ask you about around the business. First of all, what's the business's name? I think it's going to be um, Serenity's Call. Yeah. I love that. 
So that's it. Yep. Let's I lock down the LLC. We'll set it up. Right. That's, there we that's go. the next step. You know, right now the death cafe is kind of taken on a life of its own. I think so it's so funny. Doing... The death cafe. It's like, it's like you go into something that makes food poisoning. It's you know? so weird. <laughs> People are like, and, and I started a Facebook page for that. So that's North shore death cafe. And I tried to like bump an ad and Facebook blocked it. I think cause death is in the word. Yeah. So um, you know, even Anytime just things you need like help that, with that like, wow, stuff, promoting is... that stuff. I, I, not that I know, but we have the people that do. So yeah, I, you know, don't yeah. go pay somebody. I can, you know. right? Um, I think it's incredible. Like I, so where do you, where do you envision it in five years? Like where would you see it? I mean, cause I, I, I can't imagine. I mean, I know you like being a hospice nurse, but I think this is going to take on such a life of its own. Yeah, that you're going to be one able to pick and choose. Two, you'll be making money hand over fist because it's just important. It's something that's not because you want the money because you know vibe. That's not your vibe, but it's just one of those things that there's going to be. You always get paid at you know, at the level of service. Yeah, it's just how right. you could try to. I try to keep my fees ridiculously low, and I still make a really good living because I service the hell out of people. Yeah, um, and I see you being able to do it while Jake's at school, and then being present after and being sponsoring girls and stuff like that. Yeah. Um, do you, I mean, do you see yourself being all in on it? Like, I think you do. I think you're right. Yeah, I think it would be great to, you know, I love being a hospice nurse, but I I really value, especially like as I've evolved in my recovery, you know, that work-life balance and being there for Jake and I want to be there for all the stuff for him. So I think, you know, ideally kind of having, you know, maybe there's multiple doulas that, you know, we work together and that way we can. Um, Just no partners, remember that. Yeah. <laughs> very focused See, on the business as, as end. A, as a friend, I step in and do the things. Well, you know what it is? Like, you, you have people in your life just like you coach me through things. You're like, hey, right, don't worry about that. This is normal. Um, you know, I'm going through, obviously, a change in my, my life, my yes. family. I'm, you know, going through a divorce. And, yeah, and you're always like, you'll still be involved, Dylan. And you cheer me up because, like, she's my little girl and I, I worry sick about losing her in my life. Yeah, yeah. And uh, it, it's crazy. And, and I have to say, you're one of the most positive. You give good insight. You don't just, it's not like, hey, yeah, you win some, you lose some. Six more, have to, it'll be all good. It's like really thoughtful stuff. And I think doing that to people transitioning, uh, what do you think is the biggest change since you, you know, you've been in recovery for quite a while now? What do you think is the biggest change in you? I mean, I can tell you what I see on the outside, but what yeah. do you feel inside? I mean, I think just the ability to be present, you know, and I see that in my work too. I, sometimes that's really the only thing you can do for somebody is hold in their family is just hold space to be present, you know, and I'm able to do that so easily now. And, um, there can be a lot of, um, people can be really uncomfortable with that, but I have this, you know, yeah. peace inside of me. That's just, that's cool. it makes it, you know, it's like it says in one of our literature, like being able to match calamity with serenity, you know, and I feel like I'm able to do that in at home too, with a toddler who has like crazy <laughs> temperament <laughs> sometimes. Boy, yeah. And, you know, I'm able to just, have that like peace inside of me that I never really felt before. So I, that is probably the greatest gift. I'm, I'm finally getting there right now. Yeah. Um, and it's not constant, but you no, know, but it's, it's more often than not. You have the tools to get out of it when, you know, and I think that, um, you know, in certain situations, God just gives more to you, you know, when you need it. <laughs> yeah. yeah, it's true. And I believe like in the challenges make us stronger and mold us. Mm -hmm. Everything I've gotten, every everything I've improved on, everything that's made me a better person and I'm realizing more and more this week is the, the stuff I go through is tough. Because yeah. when things are going easy, it works, rock and roll, money's coming in, clients are happy, I'm spending enough time with the kids. It's all great, but I don't I don't push myself. Human beings don't push ourselves to grow that much, right? right. No, right. We like to be comfortable. Yes. So now, like, for example, I'm back to work out first thing in the morning, then a freezing cold shower, and I do my affirmations in a shower, which takes, like, three to five minutes. And I'm talking a freezing cold shower. I've been trying the cold showers, Yeah, it's too. insane, it right? It does work. I, I told my buddy, he's like, he's like, that's for crazy people. I'm like, 
He's like, oh yeah. Well, a therapist told me that when you have anxiety, you put your head in the water for 15, 30 seconds. Yeah, for a panic attack. So what I did now is I'm like, if I just throw myself in an ice cold shower and freezing bath, I'll just freeze myself completely. And I'll tell you, it works insanely good. It does work really well. And I wake up, come on, man, I'm in a positive mood and I, um, it's amazing what you can do if you, but again, I would, I was going, I was struggling so much with like so many things. And then like the thought of like, like just not, just not having my kid every day. Um, like I literally wanted to die at times. And if it wasn't for like you and my buddy Ben, Chuck, like you guys like literally like told me it's going to be okay. And it wasn't just like I said, it wasn't the fluffy bullshit. And, um, well, because we've been, some of us have been through it too. Yeah, well, that's yeah. So, a lot of people have been through life. You know, like I get a little sad on my nights without my kid, but you know, then I just try to lean into it and enjoy it too. And I plan stuff like the death cafes are on my kid free night, yeah, you know, that's true. And, yeah. um, meetings or whatever it is just, just to kind of fill it up and fill that space. I know. I can't wait in January. I'm finally going to be able to start that Friday night meeting. Yeah. I think it's going to be great. And, and if you have Jake and I have Dylan, or even if I don't have Dylan, you can still bring them over. Like yeah. the kids. Yeah. It's going to be awesome. I think, um, one of the greatest gifts God's ever gave me was being a heroin act because it gave me so many blessings. Like this coaching business I'm doing, I wouldn't have been able to do it. I'd have nothing to offer. If, my, right. my, if I was a guy who went through college, married my college sweetheart, you know, made X amount of dollars, had a house, white picket fence, dog, cat, my kids went to prep school, and I had that normal life, like who the hell needs to learn from that person? They've had it too easy. I know. Um, my adversity is probably my greatest gifts, and I think um, now I didn't know you before, so I can't speak to that. However, I did see pictures of you before. Yeah. It's like no, I don't mean that, but you show me a picture, and I'm like, does he look like the same person? Yeah. Yeah. Like, I, I, I just, I mean, honestly, God, like, even if nothing else, the rewards, even if you didn't get the inside rewards, you, you look great. Like, who can't, if you want to be in vain, you came out of this looking great. Hey, you know what? <laughs> so that, that's, that's a gift that's to recovery right there, right? Yeah. yeah. And then you feel better about yourself. And then your insides are good. And then your insides and outsides match. Next thing you know, you got a good life. Yeah. And um, I think it's amazing. So, what's your plans? If I had to ask you, what's your biggest goal in the next year? In the next year, oh gosh. I think just, you know, getting this off the ground, like getting some of the business stuff in order, I know, because that's not my strong suit. I'm not very good with um, finances or it's things not, like that. You've got so. good money. You're not, you, what it is is you're not aggressive and you, and you lower your worth. You don't realize, I mean, it's. I'm not saying you should be charging somebody five grand an hour, but I'm gonna tell you, if a going rate's 300 or 200, You'd, you're like, I'll do it for 60 bucks, 70 bucks, whatever. Well, because it's something that, you know, it's hard because you want it to be available for everybody. But, but I you like can, but you can the idea of people. having, you know, some sort of like scholarship fund or Absolutely. something like that so that, you know, it can be more accessible. Um, and then, you know, always having the ability to to help people out. Like I have a family friend right now that I've just been helping on the side with, you know, questions and stuff like that. And she's going to be in town next week. And, you know, just having that ability to just help people too with this because it's just a unique skill set that not a lot of people have. Yeah, and you think so? And I'm hoping Jeez. that the Death Cafe thing gives me some more um, comfort just talking about it, you know, doing stuff like this, just kind of getting the word out and, you know, maybe even doing something. People seemed interested in in guest speakers and things like that. Like, yeah, cool you know, yeah. like a different People that parents that lost kids and stuff like that. Yeah, or like yeah. I mentioned, like the guy from the crematorium who we oh. know pretty well and everybody was like, yeah, yeah, we'd love to hear from him. I'm like, all right. But yeah, just, I'll check out for that one. That just spooked <laughs> me out. You know, people just, I, I don't know. It's like, it seems, there seems to be an appetite for Well, there is a that curiosity, there's so. a fear. Mm-hmm. So I think it's, um, I think it's awesome. And, and yeah, so I'll, I'll be involved in your business planning as much as you allow me just so I can make sure you don't get screwed over. Yeah. And I agree I'll wholeheartedly. We talked about like, and anybody watching this, if you have no money and you're going through this, 
hundred percent. Believe me, it'll be you'll be able to work with Christina. Yeah. The trick is, and I always say it's just means tested. There'll be a rate, and then if somebody just like my my clients, here's what I make. But I had a client, a couple come in yesterday. I told you they they they're poor, and I said, yeah, well you're not paying me. They well how do you get paid? I won't. God will take care of me. And that's the trick is um just doing the right thing. Right. And right. that's why you'll have tremendous success because you're a tremendous person. It's just that's how it goes. You know. Successful people are usually successful because they, they pay it forward and they're good people. Mm. I mean, every so often you'll see a weasel, but those people fall on their face eventually. Right. Um, and so, and, and Jake's what? Four now? Three? He's going to be three in December. So, yeah, he's close to Dylan's age. And because she's delayed, they're probably more alike than yeah. you think. Yeah. Probably, he's probably more advanced. Um, <laughs> that's awesome. So, I'm very excited you came on. Is there Thank anything you. that I missed? No, I think that's... Uh... Was it good? I think that was good, yeah. Was it not painful? It was not as painful as I thought. Not as painful. I mean, it was either painful or not. Like, wow, no, it was painful. great. It was, I'm glad no, I came lying. on. It's like, it's um, it's good to talk about the stuff and just, you know. And you're one of my close friends and I wanted to have you on. Like, yeah, or like, thank like, you. Five years from now when there's hundreds of episodes, it's, you don't want to throw a friend in. But like you, Chuck, Minnie, Mike was really important because he saved my life. Yeah. Uh, Bobby Rufo, like you guys were... I want you guys on because it's important. You guys literally, like, I, the last couple of years have been really hot for me. I've had a lot of personal stuff going on. And, um, again, the positive is this. God bless me. If I didn't have that personal stuff going on, I wouldn't have been honest with you guys. Or I wouldn't have anything to share or ask for. Right. And then you see who's in your life. You know, it's easy when, like, you're, you're doing well and you're taking people out to dinner and you're flashing dash. Yeah. But when you're in pain, you get to see who and that's where the That's where the blessings come, you know. There's a blessing and a lesson. Yeah, true. Yep. Folks, this is another awesome edition. Christina, I want to give you a big hug. I can't reach across the I don't want to. Thank you so much. Thank you. Much.